With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In West Des Moines. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Hour number two is upon us. Means another keyword coming up. This is the final week of that keyword promotion. Uh, we'll have one here in about oh, 25 minutes or thereabouts. Uh, at the bottom of the hour, probably, to be honest, 1135, Michael Swain will join us on Iowa State. Get the latest on the Cyclones and Mr. Monday Night will slide in before we skedaddle on out of here just before noon. You heard the music. It's time for our friend Bama Bob. He joins the program. Jeff, you look at me like you want to jump in here, do you? I, I got something for both of you. Oh, All right. Okay. For, first for Bama. Well, well Bama, good. Welcome to the program. We'll, we'll do that before I well, go after you. Bama. Hello, Bama. All right. First of all, you love to throw shade at my picks. Last three weeks, I've gone four and one each week. I haven't heard a peep from you. Yeah, I know how that one goes. And Miller, if you start with the ACC after the weekend we just had, you are going to get a one minute timeout. How about that? Both of you. Right now, you're on the list. Watch it. Uh, he's feeling pretty, pretty proud of himself. He, no, to be honest, he's what? In the last three weeks, he's 12 and three. It's not too um, bad. Which is pretty darn good. Now I w- I need to win tonight to get the com- the mirror of that to be. I'm looking to be three and twelve, Bama. I need the Rams. I'm in an unbelievable bad slide. All right, so we'll wow. stay away from the ACC. Thank you, thank you. Let's start with Notre Dame. Okay, <laughs> kind of kind of ACC. <laughs> no, I don't want to start there. You know where I want? Yeah, they played Virginia uh, in, yeah. in, in, without Armstrong. And yeah, it's a different team, right? No, he's an NFL caliber yep. quarterback. Their backups are. Brutal. No, and, and we saw that. Speaking right. of Notre Dame, though, okay, can they get in the playoff? But look, here's a scenario: okay. Oregon loses to Utah. They're going to have to play them twice. And by the way, Oregon's a dog in that game. They are. They lose one of the two games. They're more than likely going to have to play against okay. Utah. Ohio State gets beat by Michigan. Michigan goes to the title game. They lose to Wisconsin. Big okay. Ten's out. Yep. Alabama loses to Georgia. They have two losses. Cincinnati loses to either SMU or Houston. Oklahoma um. State has a chance. But maybe, just maybe, this 11-1 Notre Dame team that I don't think is worth the crap mm-hmm. could find their way into the college football playoff. Where, Am I crazy? Where, where were they ranked last week? Eight? Let me find it here. Well, they, they were I, nine. I'm not crazy, though. Was it nine? No. You're, you're, on that scenario, it's not crazy. Well, Ken, this is the same guy who was professing a path for a so There was a path. You know, <laughs> they just didn't knock down the door. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's crazy. Uh, listen... I hope it doesn't happen because nine. They were not. You know, yeah. personally, for for me, that would mean that you know Georgia's beaten Alabama and Alabama's done. But mm-hmm. how how about you know you mentioned this this chaos that you know and, and it's potentially could happen. Yes. What if it came down to a one loss Notre Dame and a one loss Cincinnati? That would be I mean, fun. 
I mean, oh you're my about, gosh, with the head to head, with the head to head. But and Notre Dame's schedule is not great this no, year. I mean, no. usually you can point to that and go, mm-hmm. "Yeah, look, they beat this team, that team." I mean, their their schedule's not great mm-hmm. this year, and you know, neither is Alabama's. If you want to look at it, and you know, the New Mexico State coach called him out before the game, uh, and then you know, took his. Fifty-nine to three, whooping. You know, whooping. Yeah. Uh, back to Las Cruces with him, but uh, you know, Joel Klatt and everybody's all over Alabama for playing that game. So, mm-hmm. which is just a tired argument. Um, you know, it's the whole yeah, but well, Oklahoma played Western Carolina. Yeah, but it was in September. It matters. Who's Alabama supposed to play right now? Are they supposed to go out and who wants to play Alabama? What Power Five team? Wants to play Alabama the second week of November. Yeah, that would be no. You know, right in the middle of their conference schedule. That that's where this argument just gets so tired. It's not their fault they can only play eight conference games. All right, and, those are the rules. I mean, I'm on my I'm on my soapbox a little bit, but I just it happens every year with Clat, and I'm just I'm I like him as an announcer. You know, he's okay. He knows the game, but I'm just tired of the whole Alabama's playing New Mexico State. You know, in November, where are they supposed to play him? Who would sign up for playing? You know, Michigan State, would they come to Tuscaloosa right now in November? I don't know. No, because Ohio they're playing State. conference games. Right. They're playing conference games. Why right. can't the SEC play a conference well, game Well, that's, that, that's, a, that's a league-wide pulse because they only play eight. Well, they right, push back exactly. their schedule a week. That's the problem exactly. with it. Nobody gets well, to have a layup before the rivalry game. Ohio State doesn't go out and schedule Kent State the week before Michigan. Michigan isn't playing the Chippewas the week before. Alabama's, this isn't Alabama's yeah, problem. But no. you can move back the it's, schedule and make it that it's not but these so Alabama games. can't move back the schedule. Sure they the can. S- the SEC as no. a whole can. The SEC schedules their conference right, game as a whole. Saban, yes. Not Nick Alabama. Saban it's the been, conference. Right. Nick Saban is on record multiple times of, I want to move to nine conference games. He said last year he was fine with ten when mm-hmm. they all they played was ten conference mm-hmm. games. He goes, I'm okay with that, you know. So it's, it's everybody's all piling on Alabama for playing this game, and and if just, Florida was any it, good, they'd be piling on them for playing Sanford. Yes, absolutely, and you know, but yeah, exactly. But yeah, they're making fun right now of Florida for almost getting you know trucked by Sanford in the in the same type of schedule, and it's just. It's just such it's a It's wedding tired, week. When is everybody going to get married if they have a conference it's game? It's just a tired argument when they always say, well, you know, Alabama does this, you know, to, just so they can, you know, have a layup, you know, two weeks before the end of the season. They can only play, you know, they can't go out and schedule another ninth conference game. The SEC won't let them. I wish they would. Uh, the ACC let Carolina do that with yeah. Wake. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, exactly. Who are they supposed to? I don't know. I'm just saying, who are they supposed to schedule? It's just such a tired argument, and it, it just it just rings hollow. But you know, we'll move on from that because it's it. I don't know. I just I get tired. Clat says it every single season when the schedule comes out right now, and uh, you know, well, you know, Texas was supposed to have a layup this week too. How'd that go? <laughs> yeah, well, well, I guess we should start. You know, where I'm going to start on on Friday night because I thought the. Uh, Cincinnati had a real chance to make a statement. The The entire college football world was watching them, right? The entire committee. What else were they doing on a Friday night but watching that football game? Nothing. That's the answer. They were watching the football right. game. And Cincinnati struggled. They struggled to win that game. Bama, they're going to get in. I, they don't belong in. They're they're not no, they good. Don't. What did you say, Trent? Last year's team was would be favored by six. By six over this year's team. I'll take last year's team and lay the mm-hmm. points um, willingly. 
Uh, but Cincinnati had a chance, but they're you know it's, it just seems like they're going to get in. So let's start with the Big Twelve, and, and Trent, we'll start with you right there. How about Kansas and Texas? What is going on with this Texas team? Have they quit? Maybe, and this the shows fans you certainly did just how difficult it is at this job where you get these guys. And there was uh, an article talking about a lot of the four and five star guys that really weren't four and five star guys. They were guys that got a Texas offer, and that was good enough. The talent is not at the level that you'd anticipate here. I think Herman got a bad deal. I think he should not have been fired after last year. Look at those close losses that they had a year Mm -hmm. ago. Sark was not very good at Washington. Good program. He was not very good at USC. A really good program. Mm -hmm. Now he's not very good at Texas. Are we just coming to the conclusion, Sark's not a very good coach. He's not a very good head coach. I think that's the direction we're going. And if you're Texas, how quickly do you pull this away? With the SEC looming, and this isn't working, and all of a sudden they're ranked right now fifth in recruiting rankings, but that number is going to dissipate as a lot of the big prospects are going to commit here in the coming weeks. If they're you know a top twelve type of class, it's not good enough. Not yeah. good enough for where they are. Does he get two years and that's it? Maybe. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of eyeballs on him. A lot of eyeballs on Baylor, Oklahoma this weekend, Bama. Dave Aranda's going to be, his agent's going to yeah. be busy. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Look, we we went through Oklahoma's schedule last week. I don't think you were with us, but Trent and I did. Just trying to find their best win up until that point. Uh, it would have clearly been Baylor, but oh, whoops. Uh, Baylor picks yeah. him off and not a fluke in Waco. No, no, this is this is another team that, that has some flaws in it. I mean, listen, every, I think every team except the one in Athens I has, agree. has yes. holes. Yep. You can poke them. Yep. You can poke any, you know, you, you can find flaws in any team this year. Oklahoma's, we know it's been the defense. It's been quarterback play. has been inconsistent. We thought, you know, Rattler, you know, they, they pulled one, you know, out of their hat against Texas and we thought, okay, well, they found their quarterback now, Caleb Williams. He, You know, 10 of 19 for benched. 146 yards and two picks. Yeah. I mean that against and Baylor's good. Don't get me wrong. And I, you're right, Aranda. I think is going to move probably to the top of the list. I don't know that he'll have his pick of jobs because I still think Urban Meyer's going to USC. But LSU's open, Washington's open, um, Florida has got a really good chance to be open. I think because Mullen's buyout's only twelve million, and they got probably fifty <laughs> only... boosters that can write that check. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think we'll write that check. So, but yeah, good, good for Baylor and, you know, bad for Iowa State. Didn't yeah. matter anyway after the, the egg they laid in Lubbock. But, uh, and how about the end to that game? Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm, that guy just, that was a 62 yard field goal that looked like a 45 yarder. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just went up and kicked it. I, I thought there's no way it's getting there. And I'll tell you, I didn't watch the flight of the ball. I watched the return guy in the end zone. And when he started looking up over his head, I'm like, oh, my <laughs> yeah. gosh, he made that thing. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma State, good for them. Um, I think, you know, we're. I don't know what we're going to get, um, you know, right now out of the Big 12. I mean, it, it's – I guess we're going to – right now, Bedlam is still on, it looks like, uh, you know, for du- double Bedlam, I guess, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that. But uh, Oklahoma, I mean, they, they've – they got to beat Iowa State this week, and you know, I guess, you know, who I don't know, who knows what the Big Twelve is right now, but they're really close guys from getting left out of this thing. Oh, I think they um, are. 
Well, you know, uh, we just went a whole uh, a whole bunch of uh, you know carnage, right? It, this thing is it's it's yeah. crazy, Trent. The way mm-hmm. you put that out there, this thing's open. It's wide open, and there's yes. crazy pass that can happen. Yeah, Oklahoma State they well, beat Oklahoma be? twice. They're in twelve and one. Sure. They're going to mm-hmm. get in because there's just too many other things that are still out there, and you know those wild scenarios that still are. Mm-hmm. No, another thing, if we get carnage everywhere else, Pac-12 out, Big Ten out, on and on and on. Say Alabama loses a tight one to Georgia. Yeah. Then you get probably a rematch because they're going to put them in, but they put them in as a four. How unfair that would be to Georgia. Oh, you just got to beat Alabama twice in a row. Mm. Good luck just yeah. to get to the championship game. Because you're wild. right, they would yeah. be four unless mm-hmm. they manipulated to keep them away from right. that game. And how can you? I don't with the two lost with team. With the two lost team, there clearly would be four. Oh man, this is yeah. what makes college football great. Not that stupid show on Tuesdays. <laughs> These kind of conversations are what what I absolutely love. <laughs> well, it would be. It's going to be interesting to me if Alabama can somehow knock off Georgia because that's going to put two SEC teams, yeah. in and nobody's going to want that. And right. then who who is going to get left out? You know, if Ohio State runs the table, if Oregon runs the table, if Cincinnati runs the table, if Notre Dame runs, I mean, you got you got all kinds of stuff. If Oklahoma State, you know, somebody's going to get left out. Of two, somebody's is going to get left out. Um, if Alabama can beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, I mean, you want to talk about just SEC hatred. Uh, you'll you'll get it in droves. Then you know I'm not sure what yeah. I want to see more. I want if I want a, a, a uh, two SEC teams or a content scenario, <laughs> Cincinnati yeah. and Notre Dame. You know, yeah. but who are you going to put in then? Uh, hey, we're still on the bees. We're, we're way behind. Let's go to the Big Ten. Uh, <laughs> look, shocked. I got to start with Ohio State. I thought Purdue would keep it snug. Ohio yeah. State's offense. My gosh, as good as Georgia's defense is, is there a better offense in the country than Ohio State right now, Trent? Not quick. Oh, go ahead. Well, no, you're exactly right. There's nobody close. They are they are at a level offensively that puts a scare. Purdue still put 31 up. Mm-hmm. It couldn't even come to the number. I mean, that's just absolutely crazy in its own right here. Ohio State have warts. You can throw against this team. Yep. But think about this. We get Ohio State, Georgia, say it's for the national championship. We've taken in that game. I know the Georgia defense is great, but can they score enough to keep up? Because you're not holding the Buckeyes to 13, 17 yeah, points, they are you? this weekend that I didn't. I mean, Tennessee's not a great defense. No, they're but... not. I, I don't know. I just don't know if Stetson Bennett and company can do it, and that still lingers, too. Yeah. JT Daniels, you know, I'm going to get Kenny White to do some mythical lines before our Wednesday That'll segment, be good. Ohio State and Georgia. Anything else, Trent, from the Big Ten before we get Bama in uh, here? James Franklin. How about him? Mm-hmm. Late decisions there linebackers, defensive backs running into each other on the uh, t- tight end, scoring the winning touchdown there. Just uh, some questionable decisions, the special teams. You get one, and then you go back to the well again. Take points in a game like that. Franklin just continually, and we talk about Harbaugh struggling in big games. How about this? James Franklin now 2-12 and against top 10 teams mm-hmm. in his career at Penn State. Bama, your thoughts on the Big Ten? Yeah, Ohio State's clearly the class of it, and I'd have them ranked number two right now if the polls came out. And I know with with you know Alabama having a loss, and and it has nothing to do with you know the whole New Mexico State debate. I just think <laughs> that the way they're playing right now, they're playing better than anybody else other than Georgia. I'd have mm-hmm. I'd have them number two this week. Um, Penn State looks like a distracted team, and I don't know if that's because their coach is interviewing. I, I don't know what that is, um, but. You're right. That last play, the the touchdown to all. Um, I, I mean, that, Penn State's defense has been has it, they, they basically made them bowl eligible this year, if you want to look at it that way. Because with that offense, they they would have about a three win team if they had an average defense. But 
Wisconsin's coming too. I mean, that's that's a game. I don't I don't know that they're going to have enough to really get into a shootout with Ohio State, but that's a team right now that other other than Ohio State is probably playing the best of anybody right now in that conference. And I just don't know that you know they're going to. They're not a team that you're really going to want to play, especially when you look at Ohio State down the stretch with Michigan State, Michigan, Wisconsin, back-to-back-to-back. I mean, Jeez. wow, that's that's a pretty tough gauntlet that they're going to have to run to get to get into the playoff. Uh, let's go to the Pac-12 where, you know, what my biggest takeaway was is Utah's clearly looking ahead to this week. Now, Arizona's playing better. They finally got a win, and they'd been close prior to that. I mean, Washington, they're not worth a crap, but they gave Washington all they could handle. Utah was looking ahead. Trent, I don't know what else there was in, in the Pac-12 this week. Jonathan Smith getting the Beavers bull eligible yeah. with their sixth win. We've talked uh, quite a bit about They came from behind. Them. Weren't they trailing in that game? They did. Good quarterback, you know, in the 90s into the early 2000s. Not an easy place to win. Tip of the ball cap there. That was a big one for the Beefs. When 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 when's the the rivalry game? Is it? It's not New Year's. Is I mean not New Year's Thanksgiving. That's the, that's the Egg Bowl. When Egg do, Bowl. When do they play? Oh, they usually play fr- Black Friday evening. This year it is on Saturday though, the twenty seventh. That's too bad. Uh, Bama, your thoughts on the Pac twelve? Yeah, I'm, I'm. You know, the Oregon State story to me is is pretty good. I mean. You know, six and four, and I, I think this is a pretty. I think this is a good team. I, I do. I think you know that this is a this is the classic. I think what you're going to see some of these middling power five teams do a lot of transfer guys, JUCO guys, whatever, and you know they're going to try to build it that way and and get bowl eligible, get some money in the coffer. So good for them. Um, Utah, you're right. I mean, they were probably looking ahead. I still think they're probably the best team in that division. Um, <laughs> USC Cal postponed. I mean, I really thought we were by this, but apparently yes, not. not. Um, but yeah, not much else in the Pac-12. I mean, Oregon again. I just sitting there at number three. I just I can't buy it. Um, I did like the again. I'm, I'm a big fan of Washington State right now. Not to you know, not take the political crap out of it. Just what the team is doing for losing their mm-hmm. coach midseason. They're still playing hard. They they were in that game. They came back to you know were down early. Came back tired at halftime. Got down early. Came back again. Um, so good for them, but you know the the Pac-12 to me is just a kind of a bunch of average teams. Even though you got one of them sitting right now at number three. Yeah, and I don't think they belong there, but they'll get Utah twice, including this week. And what is a field goal, Trent? Utah favored a field goal. Yeah, right in that range. Uh, let's go to the SEC. Uh, go back to the SEC. That's where we started. Uh, Trent, your thoughts on what you saw in the SEC this week? Ole Miss has got a defense. Yes, they They, do. they have improved so yep. much from the beginning of the season. And Lane Train, he's got his team trending towards a 10-2 and regular season. Mm-hmm. Something to the guy. It's more than just the goofy tweets and being a goober and having some fun. And picking the games on game day. For, right. That was a first. He is. Oh, that was beautiful. Uh, yeah, that there's just funny. a little bit more what a to Lane. He's a football coach. Yeah. Boy, the, the Grove is a spectacular setting. Mm. It really is. Um Bama, your thoughts on on uh, on on the SEC from this past week? Yeah, the, the Ole Miss—that's a good one, Trent. I think Matt Corral's banged up. Yes, because he can't run the ball like he was. Is he the first quarterback off the board? I mean, he's in the conversation. Maybe the Willis kid from Liberty after Maybe. they get their eyes on him a little closer. Yeah. Gonna be there. Ticket, though. Yeah, uh, Bama, your thoughts on the SEC? Yeah, I'm with you on Ole Miss. I mean, and, and listen, I, I thought they were going to win that game. I've, I've the, the thing that that Lane has to do. He, and I'm, I'm a big fan of his guys. I mean, he knows what he's doing. 
he's not young anymore. He's in his mid forties. and he's, he, he's been around so long, yeah. you know, but he's still only in his mid forties. And you think of the programs he's coached at at USC and Tennessee and uh, Ole Miss and the Raiders and everything else. And I just, you're right. He, he's, he needs to mature a little bit. I thought he really gave away a lot of really any chance his team had to win the Alabama game. I don't know that they would have won it anyway, but this, you know, you look to the flip side of that, the same, very same team. Texas A&M fans aren't happy. You know, they finally this year slay the dragon. You know, they, they, they come, they're able to, in year four of Jimbo Fisher, in the middle of his $90 million <laughs> 10-year guarantee, they finally take down Alabama, and they're not going to win a damn thing in the West because they've lost now three conference games or division games. So I just – those fans are not going to be happy, you know, beating Alabama, and yet still they're not even going to make a New Year's Six game. Um, so it, it's that patience is starting to wear thin a little bit over there with with Jimbo and, and that program. You mentioned Georgia, just I mean, dominant yeah. Auburn blowing a twenty eight three lead. Um, that's Bo Nix's is broke, you know, broken ankle. They're going to get a good three game look at TJ Finley to try to see, you know, against Alabama and then in a bowl game to see if he is the answer next year. But uh, I'm not sure he is. LSU playing out the schedule. And then really, guys, the the story down here was what Sanford did in the first half <laughs> against Florida. 42 points. 42 points. The most points anybody has ever scored against Florida in a half, ever. Yeah. And it's the Sanford Bulldogs from right here in Birmingham. And – Obviously, there's just problems down there, and Pete Thamel wrote a column. He doesn't think Dan Mullen's going to survive, and it's just his comments and his attitude, and they're dancing in the locker room afterwards. <laughs> and, and, look, I get it, okay? And I kind of I, I get this point. If you're going to tell your players that every game matters, you can't. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, you just can't say, well, yeah, everybody didn't matter, but this we should, you know. Listen, you come in, you say – we got to, there's a lot of mistakes. We got to create I mean, the same coach speak, but I'm kind of with Mullen on that. Now, I don't agree with him on a lot of other stuff, and I think he's kind of, you know, he's, I think he's going to be done there, uh, mainly because of recruiting. You know, you hired some bad coaches and they didn't recruit, and you can blame whatever you want, but you, you got to, sell, you can't tell your team every game's important and then not celebrate when you win. But um, that game was just stunning, stunning to me when I kept seeing those scores coming through. And, uh, you know, good for them. They made some second half adjustments, held them to ten points. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, you guys are—we're all on the committee, and we're turning in our ballots. Let's do it this way this week. Let's turn in our—not what we think the committee's going to ultimately decide, but we get to decide what the committee's going to decide because we each get a vote. Trent, your vote is going to be your four teams in tomorrow night's unveiling. It's the exact same as it was last week. Same for you. It's Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I'm staying there from what I've seen overall. Don't want to overreact to a week looking at it in totality. Mm-hmm. I think that's the right four. How about you, Bama? We're going to go Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama. Um, I, I guess Oregon. I'm just not sold. I don't know if they could beat Cincinnati. I really, They probably could. I don't think Cincinnati or Oregon, either one, really deserves I'm it. I'm with you. But somebody's going to have to come up and grab it. And yeah. the problem is Ohio State's got a loss, so if they can't finish it, you know they're going to be done. So Michigan still hanging there. Oklahoma State got a chance, um, but I, I would have Ohio State right now ahead of Alabama. And I don't think we're going to learn much 
about Alabama in the next two weeks either until they play Georgia, and it's really not going to matter because they're either going to lose that game and be out or they're going to win it and be in. So there's going to be no change uh, for what they came up with last week as to what they come up with tomorrow night. They'll just Georgia, do something. Alabama, yeah. Oregon, Ohio State. They'll yeah. do something at the bottom to create controversy. They'll do like the Michigan-Michigan State last week. They'll make things up because it's a TV show that doesn't matter. It's 11.30. Bama, we are out of time, brother. Yeah, I'm going to be interested to see what they do with Cincinnati, Ken. Are they going to leave them at five or are they going to drop Bama, the, the worst thing for Cincinnati is they were all watching the football game. They had to yeah, see with exactly. their own two eyes what everybody did. When you put Michigan in front is, of them now? Yes. In totality, what is Michigan has done. weeks in a row. And maybe Michigan State. Yeah. Yep. This is four weeks in a row that yeah. Cincinnati has just looked pedestrian. And, you know, who they got left? Houston? Is that going to really excite I anybody? Yeah. I don't know. I, Oklahoma State, do they make a big jump? They should. Put Oklahoma them ahead. That was a good win. Oklahoma State's really legit. good win. Yep. Uh, that defense is really, really good. Bama, we'll talk to you on Friday. Got a really good slate of games to discuss this weekend. So we will uh, uh, we'll carve out some extra time. Thanks, Bama. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Good to talk to you. Bama Bob going around college football on a football Monday. I'm with you. So Cincinnati's going to be the story tomorrow night of the show, right? They'll drop them down. Yes. Top four stay. Mm -hmm. Cincinnati drops back behind Michigan and you think behind Sparty, too? Or maybe Oklahoma State jumps all the way up. That could be one that I would sign for. You put Michigan at five. You put Oklahoma State at six. Then you have Cincinnati, Michigan State. And then there's your headlines and your conversation yep. and the arguments. And right. Here we go. Right. I'm there for it. Uh, Miller and Condon will be back with uh, Michael Swain talking Iowa State. We've got a keyword to do first of all. Again, this is the final week of this promotion. Time for that $1,000 handoff. Text the keyword bank to 200, 200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000 bank to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. I'm Miller and Condon. Continue on on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Your side. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings. Buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan and so much more along with steaks burgers ribs and a children's menu for the little ones and don't forget about the chicken coops daily lunch and drink specials catch all the games at the chicken coop in ankeny urbandale are truly welcome get in on the action with the world's largest sports book Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Seven one thousand. The Central Iowa Sports Network is your home for year-round coverage of high school athletics in the CIML and the only place to watch Des Moines Menace Soccer. Providing coverage year-round and always streaming for free on YouTube and at CISN.TV. Subscribe to CISN TV on YouTube to stay up to date on upcoming events. Like and follow on Facebook and Twitter at CISN TV or visit their website at CISN.TV. CISN TV, the home for live. Or 1-800-BETS-OFF.
Smith, and welcome back to Moines Sports Station. 106.3 kicks. And keyword this hour was bank, bank to 200, 200. Michael Swain covers Iowa State for CycloneAlert.com. Michael Trent, Ken, thank you for coming on. Uh, good news is basketball team is off to a good start. Nice win over Oregon State on uh, Friday night, but it's football season after all. And man, I don't think that um, anybody at this point saw the record six and four with all the promise, you know, all off season long, best team, all the returning starters, etc. Uh, nobody saw this coming. A huge disappointment uh, is how the 2021 season is going to be remembered. My question to you is: secondary-wise, um, what what's going what what's going wrong in the secondary? Because boy, oh boy, this freshman quarterback Smith, he could do no wrong. He he could you know he had his um, his option of what open receiver to throw the ball to. What's up with that? Yeah, I honestly am not smart enough to know exactly what's going on with this secondary because that's two out of the last three weeks that that group has really looked subpar. And I think it also says something about Texas that with all that talent that they couldn't even exploit that Iowa State secondary that West Virginia and Texas Tech had their way with. And it's just so odd to see a defense like Iowa State that's been so stout for so long have kind of this stretch where, for lack of a better word, it looks lost at times. And it does start with the secondary because as decent as kind of the front six played at times on Saturday, I mean, guys were just getting picked apart down the field. You know, Kamani King got beat on the fourth down. There was that incredible throw from the quarterback where Aishim Young had the big hit on the sideline, but still a great throw. So, I mean, I think it's a mixture of the quarterbacks playing above average against Iowa State, but Iowa State's defensive backs just haven't been up to the task the last two or three weeks. It's been frustrating, no doubt. Another frustration has continued this year. And that is slow starts in the first half. I know Campbell's asked about what went right in the second half in the postgame press conference. What went wrong in the first half? And why is this continually a problem for Iowa State football? It's just baffling to me. Yeah, it really is. And it's particularly weird when you think about the contrast of the home games versus the road games. Because if you think about the road games, right, you know, Texas Tech, they start slow. West Virginia, they start slow. Baylor, they start slow. You know, and then you look at some of the home games where Kansas, they come out and smack them early on. They smack um, Texas early on as well. And I think it's just, Matt Campbell talked about it as a precision and detail issue, which is true. Like, Iowa State was just off on Saturday in the first half. And what changed in the second half, I think they just started to execute. I mean, how many missed tackles were there in the first oh, half? I think man. I counted four on that first drive of the game. And that's been a theme in the away games all season. Against Baylor, they missed a ton of tackles in the first half. Against West Virginia, they missed several tackles in the first half. And then it happened again on Saturday. And it's just so odd for, again, a defense that has been getting 11 hats to the ball, crowd tackling, being sure tacklers, to all of a sudden have it happen like this. It's just jarring to see. And I, I have no inside info on this aspect of things, but I just wonder if there's you know other things going on there. You know, at some point on uh, yesterday when trying to figure out what was going on in the secondary, remember the transfer Amos that came in from, where did he mm. come in from? Villanova. Villanova. Came in from, yeah, Villanova. What happened so to him? I, man, I really don't know. I think you can, there's a few moments that I look back to, right? So he played a little bit against you and I. Did he? He was kind of, he and, he and Kamani King were kind of switching off at that field safety spot. Then it looked like he rolled his ankle or did something to his lower leg and got banged up. Then didn't play again until Kansas. When he came in against Kansas, he got burned on back-to-back plays. There's the answer. And hasn't played since. (laughs) So right now it seems like he's on track. You know, I think Iowa State, you know, he got, what, three games left in the season. Uh, It seems like he might end up redshirting because he can play in two more Mm. games this year and redshirt. So 
he might be someone that can get a redshirt this year, come back next year if he wants to. But the thing about him was he came in talking about wanting to be you know, kind of a one-and-done type of thing where he transfers to Iowa State. He wanted to have a strong season and, and boost that NFL draft grade and then move on. So I, I genuinely, like, I don't know if it's just because he got banged up. But, I mean, John Haycock also said that it took him some time to adapt. So mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of things have gone into limiting his production. You know, speaking of uh, Stars, well, still being able to maintain the red shirt, look, I, I'm convinced there's going to be a whole bunch of guys that beg out of the bowl game. Not beg out, just they should be told that you're not playing uh, because their biggest job interviews of their lives is coming up at the end of February. And I'm talking, obviously, about Kohler and Brees Hall and Will McDonald and Mike Rose, etc. So when it, when it comes to the the running back position Sanders or Silas do those guys are they right on that threshold because I have to believe that one of these guys is going to get a whole bunch of carries in whatever bowl game that they go to Sanders Silas what have they got left before they uh you know can keep their red shirt yeah so it's actually they're in a tough position now um I think Silas has one more game and Sanders can't play in another game this season oh, and still get the red shirt so I honestly, and you mentioned the bowl game aspect, I honestly would maybe be a little bit surprised if we see a huge exodus of, you know, opt-outs or whatever you like to call it. You know what, Campbell should tell them they're not playing. Campbell should tell them they're not. Honest to God, I'm not not kidding. It's a business decision, for sure, and it makes total sense. But I think to some degree, maybe these guys want to get one more run together. I don't know. It's hard to read into that stuff. But I think you will see Jairo Brock get a a load of those carries, you know, whenever that bowl game happens and then going into next year. Because Jairo Brock had a really strong fall camp, and it's just tough Mm -hmm. that he's playing behind. You know, arguably probably the best running back in the conference. So yep. I think he's kind of kind of the next up in line. But in terms of those running backs, I mean, next year you got to like what you've seen from Eli Sanders. Man, his track speed is pretty elite. So you got to feel good about the running back position going forward. All that, and I feel like they have a great chance of beating Oklahoma. That's awesome. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> you know, crazy, right? Yeah. That, that's still where we are because these have still been close losses. I don't think anybody, of course, after last week, overly impressed by the Sooners, and I don't think it would be a surprise to anybody. They go down there to Norman, not just beat Oklahoma. I can see him beating him soundly. That's how crazy this year has been for Cyclone football. It really has been. And it's so weird when you think about the games, too, right? You know, the games that Iowa State has been kind of heavily favored in, you think about West Virginia, you know, you think about the Texas Tech game this weekend. That's when Iowa State's fallen short. It's these games where they're underdogs. It's supposed to be close that they're really able to, I guess, refer back to that underdog mentality that has made them such a, um, a strong team, I think, in years past. And, I think you're right. I think this is one of those games that would be classic Iowa State, I feel like, if they would go into Norman and win this game because, you know, you, you've had this whole season happen and when the game, you're kind of a week short in terms of the game, uh, the win being super impactful in terms of making a Big 12 title game. So it would make sense. But I think nonetheless, you still have to keep in context that Iowa State can win nine games this year, which I know going into the season, like, you want more than that, and you want the first 10-win season, and it is still at this point, but nine wins is still a good season. You know, Michael Swain, we shortchanged you, and we seemingly do it. Whoever has this 11.35 time slot on Monday. <laughs> can we uh, can we impose on you Wednesday, recap the pressers, et cetera, uh, you know, yeah. from, from tomorrow? Because uh, give you your due. You do good work over there at Cyclone Alert, part of 24-7 Sports. Let's do that, because I want to talk basketball with mm-hmm. you, and we're just flat out for of sure. show. So uh, I'll text you, Michael Swain. Thank you for doing this for us, as always. We appreciate We apologize. Yeah, of course. You guys got it. Thanks for having me on. Good to talk to you. Michael Swain, CycloneAlert.com. All right, more from him in the middle of the week, don't you think? That, that sounds great, yeah, yeah because, because there's lots sure. of basketball to Absolutely. talk about. Absolutely. That was, uh, did you watch much yes, of it on Yes, I watched Friday? it all. What would you th- uh, take away? Uh, I love Kelsher. Still he can't still shoot. can't shoot. <laughs> right. From the to, three. I've still been trying to tell you this the yeah. whole time. You know what, Trent? These two Big Ten 
transfers mm-hmm. have brought a Big Ten mentality to the Big 12. Well, specifically to Iowa State. The defense. And that's needed, yes. The defense. Look, here's what I think. I think Iowa State fans are going to start to fall in love with basketball again. Record or not, I mean, bad record, they're going to be better than last year. Look, they've already won two games, for crying out loud. It's a big step forward. It is. Mr. Monday Night. We've got Monday Night Football tonight. Mr. Monday Night will let us know what he thinks of the Monday Night Affair when we come back on Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Trent Condon here to tell you about Rent-A-State, the new revenue rocket ship. Putting your home up for rent, not for sale. But why would you do that in a seller's market? Just do the math. Selling a home will catch you some cash once, while renting a home keeps that cash coming month after month after month. And because there are always renters, but not always buyers, Rent-A-State is foolproof, recession-proof, and retirement plan positive. What's not to love? The hassles of being a landlord? For one monthly flat rate. Renters Warehouse will take away the tedious tasks. Tend to your tenants, answer the 3 a.m. calls, market your property, and collect the rent. Make the savvy, long game, paradigm shift and choose Rent Estate with Renters Warehouse. Get your free rental price analysis today. Go to RentersWarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429. 515-528-4429. Because you can't buy happy. To- Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on. Call 1-800-BETS off back to miller and condon on kxno and trent's pick of the day presented by circus sports iowa all right welcome back final couple of minutes here on a monday murph and andy had won the fanatics at three and then the iowa state coaches show tonight Maybe double dipping coaches. Basketball season, after yeah. all. Campbell and TJ. We sell C. 630 John Walters anchors that. You can hear it on 106.3. KX and O. It's Mr. Monday Night. Circus Sports sponsors Mr. Monday Night. It's the Rams. It's the Niners. But before we do that, you teased during the. Well, we were off the air, but you said the game notes are out for Iowa. Game notes are out. That so means a go new depth, to the chart. depth chart, please. As we scroll down, we go. No, not to wide receiver, tight no. end. No, no, no. One, no. one position we're looking for. Got a quarterback. You got a chance. And your listed starter. Yes. Is Alex Padilla. Good. The backup. Deuce Hogan. Okay, so obviously the Petrus thing is uh, is going to linger out there, right? Shoulder injury, yep. I guess that is what they're using right so now. So we'll hear short week next week. Want to have him maybe ready for Nebraska with the short week, Aaron, on the side of caution. Got uh, it. We'll see if that comes out, how they play that tomorrow. When it's like you've been following this guy for 23 imagine years. Imagine that. Let's uh, get Mr. Monday Night. Mr. Monday Night has the Rams and the Niners. The Rams at Circa are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Mr. Monday Night. Mr. Monday Night's got a banger for you tonight. Grab the points with the 49ers. There's one reason for it. Ken Miller (laughs) is on the Rams, and he stinks right now. I'm grabbing the points. Give me the 49ers. Again, nothing points that way. 
This is betting in the NFL, especially at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. A lot of holding your nose, taking teams you don't like, taking teams that don't look good. Kittle back now for a second straight week. Maybe that helps the offense out a little bit more. He can't fumble like he did a week ago. Grab the points. Give me the three in the hook or whatever you can find out there. Thank you to Circus Sports. Indeed. Taylor Heineke outplayed Tom Brady yesterday. You think you'd what ever say that sentence? Uh, that's going to do it for Monday. Yeah, the NFL has been bonkers. Dogs outright. No, dogs are 58% win rate in the NFL this year. Make some money 58%. doing that. 58%. Unreal. We're back tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Thanks for being with us. We're Miller and Condon, 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 K.